friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, missionary, author, pastor, and life coach. I know sometimes you doubt if you are truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own. I know that you are praying for a way to know the difference and to be confident in your relationship with God and what He says in His Word. If you are ready to grow in your faith and your identity in Christ and to confidently step into the calling God has for you, then join me as we dig deep into God's Word so you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Hey friends, before we get into today's episode, I have a quick word. I know you've been frustrated with being confident in how to tell the difference between hearing from God and wondering if it's your own voice. Listen, I know, I've been there myself. That's why I wrote the Bible study, She Hears, Learning to Listen to Jesus. This is a six-week study that takes you through the book of John, looking at six women in the life of Jesus. It also teaches the color method of Bible study, which helps you to learn how to really understand the scriptures. I include lots of cultural and historical information, and it really makes these familiar passages of scripture just come alive. This is a great study to do on your own, to do with some girlfriends or even some teenage girls, and it will help you really gain the confidence in how to hear from the Lord and set you up with some tools that will stay with you long after the study is over. You can find that on my resources page at shehears.org. And for a limited time, I'm offering all of my podcast listeners a special discount of 20% off. You can use the discount code hearing Jesus that's one word all caps to get your discount there are also some free videos and a leader's guide for you to get started again head to shehears.org and you can find the bible study on the resources page Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Hearing Jesus podcast. I am your host, Rachel Grohl, and I am so excited to be talking to you today. We just finished up our Desires of the Heart series, and in a couple weeks, we're going to be starting a new series called She Hears, and it's about the Bible study, the She Hears Bible study that is coming out in a couple weeks. And um, in between the two series, we just have a couple weeks. So I'm going to talk a little bit about identity because I think. I think it's something that we all struggle with and specifically for me the father wound is something that is rubbed raw in June a lot of times with Father's Day and the celebration of fathers I kind of get lost in the shuffle and I bet probably some of you do too so we're going to be talking today um, about the concept of how we belong to God and so I thought I would share a little bit about my personal experiences, some of the childhood things that I went through, and hopefully it can help you and point you into a better direction if you struggle with this. My children and I, for the last year, I have really been getting groceries delivered, but my children and I went to Walmart. Um, And while we were walking through Walmart, my oldest daughter pulled me aside and she just wanted to whisper something to me. So she pulled me in and she said, mom, your dad is in the next aisle over. And she kind of looked at me, not really knowing how to respond. And to be perfectly honest, I didn't know how to respond. And I said, did he see us? And she said, yeah, he saw us, but he kept walking. And we live in a small town, um, 13,000 people. We have one Walmart. So, um, you know, it's, you do run into people that you know sometimes. And so I said, are you sure? And I thought maybe she was wrong. And she said, no, mom, it was him. Um, he had his COVID mask on, but I know it's him. He looked me in the eyes. And 
there was just a knot instantly in the pit of my stomach. And I just kind of struggled trying to think right there in the moment, what should I do? Just as a side note, I don't do that well, thinking on my feet. Um, if I have some time, I can wrap my head around things and I can respond appropriately. But when it comes to thinking on my feet, I, I just like freeze. So that's kind of what was going on. And I didn't, I didn't know, should I follow him and maybe say something? Um, and it's one thing for my dad to ignore me, but it's quite harder for this mama bear temperament that I have to deal with him ignoring my kids. Um, my kids are amazing. And the fact that he wanted nothing to do with them, that just makes my heart feel like it's ripped into. And so as I was, you know, having some of these thoughts going through my mind, no, was this voice that kind of rose up. And that voice, you know, it was relieving almost, but it was interrupting my spiraling thoughts at this point. And it was definitely the voice of the Holy Spirit. And he said again, I am your father and remember whose you are. I wish I could say that this was the first time that this had happened, um, but unfortunately it isn't. It keeps happening in a small town that's inevitable. I wish I could say that it gets easier every time it happens, but it doesn't. That sting that just hits my eyes almost instantly with burning tears, it catches me off guard every time. And it's not that I haven't tried with my parents. I have. I have called so many times. Um, I've dropped off gifts. I've sent letters. I've showed up unexpectedly. And each time I have this childlike hope that maybe this time things will be different and they really never are. I remember there was one time after hanging up from another unanswered phone call, this complete feeling of rejection started to just wash over my heart. And we had had a, I think a message at church that really just made me feel convicted and tried to pursue my parents again. And as I did that, I reached out knowing probably what the outcome was going to be. And you know, so I, in obedience, I felt like at the time I did reach out again and, you know, that rejection, that, that rejection from your parents is something hard to get over. And as of course my, my thoughts were spiraling then too, the Lord interrupted them. And one of the things that the Lord has revealed to me throughout um, my life is that it's the responsibility of the parents to pursue a relationship with the child not the other way around. And I think I have thought about that both before I had kids and after I had kids. Before I had kids, it was like, well, why don't, why don't my parents care enough to have a relationship with me? But after I had kids, I, I don't understand it because I think about my kids all day long. They are constantly on my heart. I'm constantly figuring out ways that I can meet their needs or minister to their hearts or teach them about the Lord or just be around them. I, I love them so much. I have three girls, and even though they're teenagers, two of them are teenagers, I and the youngest is a preteen, I, I get to a place where I just ache if I don't see them for a long time, if they're at summer camp or something. I, I just I don't understand that. And I know that even if when they're adults, if they're busy and they're doing whatever, I'm still going to pursue them. And I mean, we're already, we're looking at colleges for my one daughter and I'm already 
trying to figure out how often I could fly to go meet her if she's somewhere else in the, in the country and where we could go to take her out to dinner or take her away from the weekend, that kind of thing. Because I'm already anticipating missing her and trying to figure out a plan. So I don't understand that um, as a parent. And so as the Lord's speaking this to me, and he says, it's the responsibility of the father to pursue a relationship with a child. It's not the other way around. I just realized, like, there's this piece of me that's never considered that before as God's opinion about me. But we do see this in the scripture. 1 John 4, 9 says, we love because he first loved us. I mean, that's really the whole storyline of scripture if we think about it. We are responding to his love because he loved his us first. Every time that I tried and was rejected, it seemed to compound the hurts that came before it and just rip the band-aid off of this still festered wound. But this time, in the middle of Walmart, as the Lord spoke this into my heart, it started to reach a space that I had kept closed off for so long. God continued to minister to me in the middle of Walmart. And he said, perhaps I'm keeping you from something and protecting you because I can redeem all things. I'm the redeemer. And you've seen me do it in other areas of your life. So do you think that if I wanted you to have this relationship in your life, wouldn't I see that and help you? Don't doubt me, daughter. And I will say it was one of the most candid moments of hearing the Lord speak that I've ever had in my life. And of course, she hears is a Bible study about learning how to hear from the Lord through scriptures. Sometimes, though, he presses a word of knowledge into your heart in a way that you you recognize that it's not of you. I could recognize that because it was contrary to what I wanted or what maybe I thought was best for me. So as God's saying to me, don't doubt me. I'm realizing that it's part loving discipline and then part rescue from this longing. This longing for a relationship that isn't reciprocal or this longing for a relationship that might not be safe. This one relationship that always leaves me feeling rejected. And certainly the one who restores, the restorer himself could have mended this relationship if he wanted to. He had mended other relationships in my life. And it's not like there hadn't been the opportunity. We lived in the same town or willingness on my part. Obviously, if I'm calling and I'm stopping by and I'm trying all these things, I'm willing to be obedient if God wants to give me that relationship back. Almost immediately, as I'm still, again, in Walmart, facing all of this, I'm standing by the tomatoes, actually. I just had this image of this long, buried trauma that rose up to the surface. And honestly, I had forgotten it. It's how buried it was. And it was like the wind had been knocked out of me. Like, when I remembered this, um, it was, I really just felt like I couldn't breathe. And not like a panic attack, but just like a gut punch. And I had forgotten the pain of that moment until right now. And and I don't even think that I realized what was happening at the time. But now that I've had a little bit of time to reflect on it, I think this is why. This is why God was protecting me from that relationship. 
And all of these years, I have cried out to God to give me something that just wasn't good for me. And all of these years, I carried the burden of be the, being this Christian that should keep trying and that should be the, the one to reach out and should be the one to try to reconcile the relationship. And all these years, it was my Heavenly Father who was protecting me from something I didn't even remember. And it wasn't until I remembered even just a, an aspect of the brokenness that I had in my childhood that I realized God's hand of protection. I think a lot of us carry around some brokenness um, from our childhood, and that's not what I'm talking about, because I, I firmly believe God can work through and fix that brokenness. It's a lot different when it's abuse. And I, I think sometimes we confuse forgiveness for reconciliation. And so even though I had, I've been walking in forgiveness and I made that decision to forgive, um, I also thought that meant reconciliation. And here, what God was trying to do was protect me from myself even. So I'm I'm praying about this. I'm struggling with this in the middle of Walmart. My kids are looking at me. And this is all happening so quickly, all within a moment, really. And I hear God speak to me again. I love you. You are my daughter. That will never change. And I have adopted you as my own. And I've been pursuing you your entire life. I am enough for you. And man, if that truth isn't enough to break you, I don't know what is. And in Ephesians 1, verse 5, we see this. It says, God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do. And it gave him great pleasure. With my own kids, I'm already planning our summer vacation and a couple other family outings because it gives me great pleasure to pursue my kids. It gives me great pleasure to have our family together and spending time together. And if we think about that in terms of what Ephesians says, God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. God is so much better of a parent than we are, obviously. But the truth is, is I am a daughter of the king. And he pursued me because he wanted a relationship with me because that's what he wanted to do. It wasn't forced upon him. And I didn't need to chase him down. And he didn't look past me. In fact, he sent Jesus to come get me. We are in the season of Father's Day picnics. And whether they're socially distant, outside, or vaccinated people, or whatever it is. This season of Father's Day, my prayer is that perhaps this will be the year that we understand not just who we are, but whose we are. And my prayer for you in this season is that you will realize how incredible his love for you is. I'm going to pray over you. And I want you to know that the healing that God offers me, he offers to you too. So if you are struggling in this area, please reach out. I want to be able to walk alongside you in this. Father God, I thank you for my friends that are listening today. I thank you that you are a good, good father. I thank you that you pursue us. 
even when we don't even know that you are. Even when we're ignorant to the fact that you are orchestrating our lives in such a way that we can spend time with you. God, thank you. Thank you for the kind of love that lays down its life. Thank you for the kind of love that doesn't give up when we're, when we're stubborn or we're not listening. Thank you for the kind of love that protects when we don't even know what we need protection from or we don't even remember the hurt that we're trying to, to poke the door down for. Lord, thank you that we can be called sons and daughters of God because of Jesus. I thank you that you are a God that cares about our heartbreak, our sorrow, our grief, and that we can be reconciled to you, that as we walk through the process of forgiveness, that reconciliation to you is the relationship that counts. God, I pray for my friends this week that they would realize that powerful truth and that you would make yourself known to them in a real and powerful way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'll talk to you next week, guys. Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you for God's call in your life, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you this week. Know that you are loved, you are cherished, and you are His.